0: This is Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. One of the things I've had the opportunity to do recently is be a part of a fantastic compilation called Voices, and over the next few episodes, we're going to be talking to some of the my co-authors who were featured in that book, including Karim Zafra Vera, who is joining us today. Karim is a published author now an international best-selling author, actually, if I can say that. She's a transformation coach. She is a certified conflict resolution specialist in the state of Florida. She's done a number of different things in her career. A lot of the things she's focusing on now are mindset and basically transformation. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Karim, thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's so great to have you here.
1: Thank you, Carl. This is awesome. I love and I'm privileged. I'm honored to be here with you and to be able to speak with with your guests, all your listeners.
0: I also forgot to mention that you are a fellow podcaster.
1: I am.
0: (laughs) You have the Ignite Your Purpose podcast. So I think Ignite Your Purpose should be maybe the focus of what we're going to talk about today. I love it. Yes, it can be. Absolutely. Because let's face it, we live in a time where so many people, I think they're not only are they searching for what their purpose is, but maybe they've given up. Mm. Maybe they just, you know, and I'm not just saying because of COVID, I'm saying just because of all the things that go on in people's lives, that they struggle to find that way to ignite their purpose. Would you agree with that? That's one of the struggles. I think that's a huge struggle. And the reason
1: I, you know, I think it's a huge struggle is because we're so programmed by society. We're programmed from the moment we're born. We already come. There's already cells and DNA in us that's already programmed from our ancestors. And as we grow, we are being programmed by our parents, which, you know, we all try to be the best parents that we can be, right? But there is habitual behaviors that pass on that sometimes if we don't reach a point of awakening of ourselves, we don't even realize what behaviors are really holding us back, what beliefs are really holding us back. And so now with social media, I mean, if we just look at our younger generation, how much they're influenced by social media, and most of it, I would say 99% of it is not even true, right? It's all put together to make it look a certain way. So it is a big impact.
0: If only we could unplug from social media. I was talking to a guest recently and I said, if only we could unplug from social media for you know 30 days, what would the world be like? What would our lives be like if we could let that go? And it's not just because of what social media is. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I you know, I really want to start the right. topic. <laughs> and you said it, how many things are influencing us? Or are making contributions, shall I say, in our lives or contributing to things that we say and do. Some of them are cultural. Some of them are things that our parents did. That it has to do mm-hmm. with where we were raised in the world. All of those things contribute to that. How many of those things are holding us back that are, again, impeding us from igniting what our true purpose is? Not our surface who we are? Because I think that, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because because this is your work, but we live in a surface world, right? We, we're just in the surface.
1: Absolutely. I guess my journey as I peel the layers, right? And I get deeper and I let go of that surface. And I try to be very intentional to live in a deeper level of consciousness. It is amazing how superficial everything can be. Because when we tap into what really is important to us, and if we can tap in and have that belief that we can create the life that we truly want, that is a fact, that is truth. We can create the life that we want. But there's also the side of the human experience, which is literally living through their senses of what they can see, hear, and observe. And that is how far out or how limited they are because. They can't think or imagine beyond what they can see with their eyes.
0: And you actually talk about this in your chapter in Voices. It's part of your journey. We can't tell the whole story. We're not going to read the chapter here today. We're going to suggest, go buy the book. It's a great book. But that's one of the things you talk about is how you didn't even realize there's things going on with your brother and your parents and just things that you say, I'm not good enough, or this is good enough, or I'll never be... all of those things that were, that was who you were for so Oh long. my
1: gosh. I have to tell you, Carl, writing this chapter, literally, it was almost like the last step of cutting the cord to the old version of who I was. Wow. It was so incredibly powerful because as you know, I wrote a first version, right?
0: <laughs> Carol Starr, there was a first version. You didn't like it. You sent her back to the drawing board, but that's okay. Exactly. Because what came out was... So the first version that came out
1: was almost like the surface. Oh. What we tend to live in. I got the chills. I literally had to dive in through those layers and see my truth. And I didn't know what my truth was until I allowed myself to face it. And I didn't know that I was facing it. This is all like, because we can't count. We can't connect the dots moving forward. We can only connect the dots looking back. Right. And now when I finished my chapter, I was like, wow. Like I literally have chills right now because I can relive that moment of when I finished that chapter that I was like, oh my God you know it was almost like hello karam this is the new you right and it was so amazingly powerful and i came to know myself i became aware of things that had happened years ago that i had no clue that was part of my journey it was just an experience in life back then and again not to dive in deep into the chapter right mm-hmm. but this chapter was all about the beliefs that we are brought up with the influence the expectations. Oh my gosh, that was huge. The expectations, you know, and we think that things have to be a certain way. And we forget that at the end, we have a choice. That is the one thing that we have control over is choice of how we want to feel, what we want to do, how we want to experience life. But we forget because we become so automatic in our world. And we pass on that to our children. Like we tell them like, you should think this, you should expect this. And we're hurting. Because we're creating an imprint that doesn't need to be there.
0: You said something very interesting here about choice. So I want to come back to this. Okay. But I want to go back to something you already mentioned because it was (laughs) phenomenal the way you said it. You cannot connect the dots moving forward. You can only connect the dots when you turn around and look back. back. Exactly. And you're constantly doing that to connect the dots. How many people are trying to connect the dots Before the dots are already there. They're trying to connect them, as you say. They're trying to connect them moving forward. They're trying to set the path before they're even on the path.
1: So many of us, you know? And just because I'm aware of it doesn't mean that I don't fall into it also, right? Right because right. we're humans, So we fall into the comfort because we want to know that every action that we take, that every decision we make, that everything that we say is safe and that we're protected and we walk in this path of fear. And yet when we really break it down, fear is not the horrible idea that we actually think about. Fear It's just an announcement that you're stepping into something new and you get to choose if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. How is it going to work for you? How is it going to serve for you? So when you break down the fear aspect, then you have now more power because you're not being impacted. You're not being limited by it.
0: I want to come back to this word choice
1: yes, because
0: you really ignited something there (laughs) in my thought pattern here. Mm -hmm. that it does come down to choice, right? We have the choice. When we realize we have the choice, oh my goodness, we can be so powerful. Let me ask this question. The whole concept of choice, Mm -hmm. would you say that is one of, if not one of the scariest things that we have to face is the choice?
1: I think so. It's the choice, but most people, right? Will choose what they're comfortable with. Even if it means having a miserable life, because that's what they know. That's what they are accustomed. They know that if they've experienced it before, I can experience it again. And that is less scarier, believe it or not, than choosing something that you don't know what result you're going to have. And that could be scarier than actually being in the comfort zone. And so most people are not consciously aware that everything we say, we think we do, it's a choice that we have decided to think, to do, or to feel. And so that's where I love to bring awareness to, because when you start to become more aware that I can choose how I want to feel or I can choose to let this person make me feel a certain way where it's very easy to put the guilt and the fault on somebody else instead of us, you know, standing up and owning it. Even in our society, we're always, I mean, how many times, Carl, have you been told, like, have a plan B? Plan B is another word for try, meaning that you're giving the option for your plan A to fail. There's a very different mindset if you don't say try, and there's a very different mindset if you don't have a plan B and you stick to plan A, because now you're not giving your subconscious, your conscious mind, an option to fail.
0: Isn't that interesting? Because now that you explain it like that, <laughs> I mean, and I have worked you know, as a broadcaster, there are times when I did not have a plan B, right? Uh-huh. And there were times when I had a plan B mm-hmm. and it didn't matter whether I had a plan A or a plan B, things were still going to happen. Yeah. And what if my plan B wasn't really my, in my heart, in my soul, the authentic me coming out? What if that wasn't my plan B? What if in that moment, well, oh, it felt like it would be a good plan B,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but then all of a sudden, okay, plan A is gone, implement yeah. plan B and you go, Ooh, mm. Yes. gosh, you know, I really liked that plan A. <laughs> Can we um, get back to plan A somehow? So, wow. I never, oh.
1: You know, that's when I have found myself so many times saying, God, if I just would have, if I would have just done this, right?
0: Oh, the shoulda, coulda, would The
1: Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yes. <laughs> right. And that's what plan B kind of does. You know, it's almost a psychological permission to play it lighter, to not show up, 150%.
0: Karim Zafra Vera is my guest today. Oh my goodness, we're having a great discussion. I don't want it to end. <laughs> we might have to have a five-part series, just you and I, or host a podcast together. Oh my it's, God, that would be
1: phenomenal. Oh my
0: goodness. It's been talked about before with so many people. For all I'm gonna do nothing but host podcasts. That's all I'm going to do with the people that want to host podcasts with you. But it's a fantastic discussion. You've obviously spent a lot of time working with people. One of the things that we haven't talked about yet. And I do want to talk about it. And I don't want you to to give away your best stuff, obviously. The way to navigate your way through this isn't to just listen to this podcast episode and think your way through it. You know, Mm -hmm. you really need to get a hold of Karam after today. But I (laughs) want to talk about this concept of surrendering. How -hmm. important is the piece of the process?
1: Oh my gosh, Carl. It is the most important aspect of it because I feel that You can only turn the page when you give the allowance to turn the page. You can only imprint when you give yourself the allowance to imprint. We can say and we can be stubborn, this is what it's going to be. But what we have to recognize is that in order to embody anything, you need to give permission for it to be embodied. And if you don't give that permission, then you're having resistance and so it becomes more of a analytical process, a logical, a more robotic process than a more of a spiritual embracing journey experience, because we learn there's two ways that we create habits. One is through repetition and the other one is through an impact of emotion. And the one with repetition takes a little bit longer Right? Because we're humans and we're stubborn <laughs> and we like to experience things. But when we have anything, if you think about it in your life, what have you experienced that impacted your emotions? Mm. And because of that, you immediately changed something about you. Wow.
0: Let me ask you this question because this is a great conversation. We've been told it takes so many days to change habits and things like that. And I think that habits are as challenging as habits are to change. It's Mm -hmm. doable, right? You decide you're going to quit smoking. It's a nasty habit, right? But you quit smoking, you're going to have better health and all those things. Mm -hmm. Potentially, right? Right. So let me ask you this question. As simplistic, if I can use that expression, as it is to change our habits, even if they take some time. How simple or how complex is it to alter how we've been influenced?
1: So I can give you two answers, right? The answer that is super simple, yet not easy to do, right? And people don't (laughs) even recognize it, right? Is to make a decision. Most people think they make decisions, but here's how you define a decision. Is it because this is what you want? And have you acknowledged that this is what you want to do in your life or be or have, right? And are you willing to do what it takes to go and get there? And if your answer is yes, that means that you have not put any other reason around it that will give you the permission to commit to the yes. And then there is the convenient yes decision, which is yes, but I got to see if I can afford it. I have to see if it fits my this. You come up with all of these reasons and excuses. And then you realize that you have made a decision because I believe that once we make a decision, then we turn on the engine for what we need in order to proceed to move forward. But when we don't make a decision in our core Then we are being influenced by all the paradigms, excuses, and influences around us.
0: And therefore, our decision is not to make the decision.
1: Exactly.
0: Our decision is is to linger. We think we're making a decision. Exactly. But we're deciding to linger. We're deciding to stay in the same place, uh-huh. even though we're saying we want something different. We're saying we want something transformational. We're saying, yes, I'll surrender. But if it's going to cost this much money, or it's going to take this many hours, or I'm going to have to do I this, to or about it. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, m- we all have monkey brains, right? And They're all primitive what? monkey brains.
1: And you know what is incredibly powerful to be aware of, Carl, is that if we don't make decisions, then what are we communicating to the universe? Can the universe understand us if we haven't made a decision?
0: Is no the answer?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like. If you don't know what you want, how do you expect the universe or anybody around you to know what you want?
0: It's kind of like because I've seen The Secret and I've done some additional research and training on the law of attraction and the universe. And if you're not clear on what you want or if you're only indicating what you don't want and you're still wavering. Yeah. And then the universe is going to go. I don't know what you want.
1: Exactly. exactly. Here's
0: here's some of column A. Is this what you meant? And Yeah,
1: <laughs> it is. It's wow. exactly. I mean, if you could just put it into a perspective and, you know, break it down to the ridiculous, then you have all this clarity and you're like, okay, Napoleon Hill, when Andrew Carnegie, right? And think and grow mm-hmm. rich. When Andrew Carnegie gave him the opportunity to work with him. He timed him to see how long he took. And if I'm not mistaken, it was around 20 something per seconds that he took to make the decision. Wow. Right. And, you know, now you hear it all the time. The most successful people make decisions within three to five seconds. Right. Because it's not about if it's a wrong decision or a right decision, it's about moving forward and you modify because, and things happen to get modified as you move forward, but you are decided you are committed.
0: And if you want to move forward, I can't think of a better person than Karim Zafra Vera <laughs> to have a conversation with. Now you have some great resources as well that you can pass along to people. Did you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I, and on my website, I mean, I have a 15 minute of clarity calls that I'm more than happy to do with people, but in my resource page on my website, there is a little ebook because I love to write. So a little ebook about affirmations and what that means, and you can download it for free. And I also have, if anybody wants to study with me while I still open and while I'm still offering it, I do morning studying mindful with Karam from six to 630. Right now we're studying the book. This is called this thing called me by Ernest Holmes. And so, yeah, and I have different programs available on my website. So more than happy to speak to anyone.
0: And we'll make sure to post those links in the show notes as well. And by the way, just for clarity, that 6 to 6.30 time that Karam is talking time. about, it's <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. So yes. if you are on the West Coast, that's a little early, but by all means, show sure will be means. there. But if you're I also be- in Europe or something like that, it's a much more gentler times on the say the West yeah. Coast but so you're more than welcome to join and by the way we should also post a link whichever you prefer for, for voices right. as well.
1: Yes it'll be on my website that they can go ahead and purchase the book and I hope that they enjoy it this amazing co-authors that I'm surrounded including yourself Carl. Thank you So I'm very honored to be part of this
0: Karim, it's been a fantastic discussion before I let you go. any final thoughts?
1: We have a God-given birthright to live our life however we choose to be. And all I say is tap into it, tune into it. Life is a gift. Don't let it go wasted. You know, just give yourself permission to be that person that you want to be because you know who that is. So
0: that's it. Karim Zafra Vera, thanks so much for being my guest today.
1: Thank you so much, Carl. It's a pleasure being here and an honor.
0: And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard 72 or join the Facebook group, Speaking of Speaking.